You're listening to Speak, Lord. I'm Ryan Rogers. Well, this week and last week, we are asking the question, how do we live well when we live in a spiritual war? And we're taking our answers from John, who wrote in Revelation 12:17 that those who are under the spiritual attack of Satan and hold on to God are those who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. Last week, we talked about keeping God's commandments and what John might have been thinking when he wrote that. This week, we're going to talk about having the testimony of Jesus. Both phrases are keys to living well in a spiritual war. And we need that because life is so hard. We are under the attack of spiritual forces of evil. And we want to live well and be faithful to God through all of that. This study has something really important to help us in that struggle. When John used the word testimony in Revelation 12, 17, he used the Greek word martyron. It's used 37 times in the New Testament, three times by Mark, two times by Luke, two times by Paul, and the other 30 times by John. So this was his word. He used the word testimony 30 times in his writing. And almost all of those are pointing to the truth about Jesus. We begin in John chapter 1, verse 7, and it's speaking of this man, John the Baptist. It says he came as a witness or a testimony to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. So the testimony here is to give light to the truth of who Jesus is. Later in chapter 1, they ask John to give testimony of who he is. And he says, I am not the Messiah. So they press him further and he says, I am the voice of one calling out in the wilderness, make straight the way for the Lord. So here again, the word testimony appears in the context of making straight the way for the Lord or bringing to light the truth about Jesus. Later in chapter 3, John's disciples come and say, Jesus is baptizing more than you. And he says, he must become greater, I must become less. Then in verse 32, it says, he testifies to what he has seen and heard, but no one accepts his testimony. Whoever has accepted it has certified that God is truthful. Jesus had a testimony of the truth of who he was and people weren't accepting that testimony. Jesus has this conversation with the religious leaders in chapter 5, verse 31 through 36, when he says, If I alone bear witness about myself, my testimony is not true. He uses the word testimony several times, and then in verse 36 he says, But the testimony I have is greater than that of John, for the works that the Father has given me to accomplish, the very works that I am doing bear witness about me, that the Father has sent me. They pick up this argument later in chapter 8, verse 13 through 17, and they say to him, you are bearing witness about yourself. Your testimony is not true. So their big issue was they did not believe that Jesus was who he said he was. At the end of Jesus' response in verse 16, he says, yet even if I do judge, my judgment is true, for it is not I alone who judge, but I and the Father who sent me. In your law, it is written that the testimony of two people is true. So Jesus' argument is his testimony about himself is true, and it's not just him saying it, it's him and the Father. When Jesus was on the cross in John chapter 19, verse 34, it says, But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, 
and at once there came out blood and water. Verse 35, he who saw it has borne witness. His testimony is true, and he knows that he is telling the truth, that you also may believe. Jesus had been making claims that he was the Messiah, and they were seeing on the cross that his testimony, the thing Jesus said about himself, was true. At the end of this gospel, in chapter 21, verse 24, John writes, This is the disciple who is bearing witness about these things and who has written these things, and we know that his testimony is true. John uses this word testimony a lot, and his concern seems to be that we believe that Jesus is who he says he is. In 1 John chapter 5, verses 9 and 10, it says, If we receive the testimony of man, the testimony of God is greater. For this is the testimony of God that he has borne concerning his Son. Whoever believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. Whoever does not believe, God has made him a liar, because he has not believed in the testimony that God has borne concerning his Son. This clarifies the point. John is talking about believing that Jesus is who he says he is. Then he uses the word testimony all throughout the book of Revelation. In the opening line of chapter 1, he says, The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants the things that must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angels to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all that he saw. So this whole book of prophecy is John receiving the testimony about Jesus. He's receiving truth about Jesus so that we might know that Jesus is who he says he is. He talks about some who are killed because of their testimony of Jesus. Believing that Jesus is who he says he is has not always been received throughout history. In fact, throughout the history of the church, we have struggled in understanding who Jesus is. We've argued over his divinity and his humanity in pretty much every aspect of who he is we've had a controversy over. We struggle to believe that Jesus is who he says he is. But it is a centerpiece of living well in a spiritual war. If I'm going to survive Satan's attacks, I need to know that Jesus is my Savior, that Jesus is full of love towards me. I need to know that I'm saved by grace through faith. I need to know that Jesus can transform my life. The New Testament is full of exalted claims of who Jesus says he is and promises for what he can do in our lives. We're not going to make it in spiritual war if we don't believe those things. So a central strategy in the spiritual forces of evil is to get us to think that Jesus doesn't love us, that Jesus doesn't have the power to change us, that Jesus can't sustain us through hard things. Do you believe that Jesus is who he says he is? Your answer to that question determines the path of your spiritual life. We can emerge victorious from the spiritual warfare we're facing, but we have to believe that Jesus is who he says he is. If you didn't listen to Speak Lord last week, you missed the first half of this study. We're looking at Revelation 12, 17, and we're seeing ways that we can live well when we live in a spiritual war. 
I'm going to read that verse, Revelation 12, 17. And I hope in reflecting on what John has said about commandments and what John has said about the testimony of Jesus, that you see some life-giving clarity in how you can live well in spiritual war. This is what it says. Then the dragon became furious with the woman and went off to make war with the rest of her offspring on those who keep the commandments of God and hold to the testimony of Jesus. The spiritual war is raging all around us and it does not have to destroy us. Keep the commandments of God and hold to the testimony of Jesus. How is God speaking to you? Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. You can find more of Speak, Lord at PastorRyanRogers.com or by searching for Palmer SDA Church wherever you get podcasts.